How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. We're going to be talking some boxing now, and he's, he's a wonderful trainer. He's been in and around the, the boxing scene. Gosh, just out of nappies, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Brian Barry joins us out of Christchurch. G'day, Brian. Hey, Steph. How are you, mate? And you know, I'll tell you what, you're probably right there. I mean, growing up, you know, Dad was a boxing coach, so, you know, we didn't know any different. And uh, I had my first fight when I was nine, so oh. a long time, mate. A long time. Yeah, the, the Barry name, it's such a boxing legacy, particularly in Christchurch. And, of course, Kevin Barry Sr., your dad, set up a gym down there. Um, what would that have been? In the 60s, something like that? Yeah, our very first gym was in uh, 68, I think it was. Yeah, 68, and it was the Kingburn Boxing Club in, uh, in Christchurch, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, now you've uh, you've been in the corner for a lot of fights, Brian, and mm-hmm. um, like, even in David Tua's corner. Uh, back in, right. was that in two thousand against Lennox Lewis? Yeah, I was on the corner numerous times. But when we fought, the, the one that everybody remembers is obviously the Lennox. Well, everybody remembers a lot about David Tua, of course. But the Lennox Lewis fight was a biggie. Yeah, we happened to be in this corner for that fight. And you worked with Ronnie Shields. Ronnie Shields was the main trainer for David Tua, and you worked alongside him. What what was that experience like? Oh, mate, it was great. I remember when I first went over there thinking, you know what, I'm going to learn so much off these uh, American trainers. You know, I'm going to come back to New Zealand. I'm going to be you know, going to be the man type of thing. I went over there and I realised that they were no better than our trainers here. They just did things differently. Mm. But, you, you know, and it's a population thing. You know, the trainers in New Zealand are as good as the American trainers, believe me. And you've, you've operated as a cut man in, in Joseph Parker's corner as well. Tell me, like, we all sit there and we're yelling yeah. and screaming at the fight and we're watching both fighters. How do you take in a fight when you're a cut man for one of the fighters? Yeah, mate, you're, you're always looking out for, um, you know, cuts and uh, you know, abrasions and a bit of blood. And, you know, and you got your stuff ready to go just in case. You're, you're probably more got, got your fingers crossed that there's no cuts. <laughs> it makes it a pretty easy night, but uh, it's funny because like uh, the start of the uh, the whole Joseph Parker thing, I, you know, we had no uh, there's no budget for a cut man, and I remember David Higgins saying to me, "You got to be the cut man," and I went, "Why didn't anything about cuts?" You know, <laughs> I know boxing, I'm, I'm a trainer, but you know, so I, I googled it and <laughs> started to learn a little bit, and uh, this is like you know, the fourth fight into into uh, Joseph, and, and as it went on, you know, the money got better, and uh, you know, we could afford a cut man, and they said, "No, you're doing a great job, you can just do it." <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really want to do it, but I, I just got, uh, got put on me, so I had to do it. So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it was pretty tense at times, believe me. Tell me, like, what is the equipment? Like, we see those great big, the, you know, the things you clean your ears with, but they're even bigger, and you yeah. stuff that yeah. in a cut, and then you put some stuff. Yeah. Do you, like, cortisone it, or what do, what do you put on it to stop it bleeding? Because you've only got a minute. Yeah, you've only got a minute. Well, there are all sorts of things you can use, but uh, um, I've been a lot of it, so... Uh, um, you know, there's only certain things you can use now, and, and it's basically you know, cortisize the, uh, the, the the cuts and then throw the Vaseline over the top and uh, and crush your fingers and hope that you've done a good job. <laughs> and tell them, don't let them hit you there again. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Now, the Parker-Joe Joyce fight that we watched in yep. the weekend, I was expecting, and I said to Michael Montero, he's, he's a, uh, a, a very well credentialed boxing right. I spoke to him yesterday about it and I said my expectation was heavy hands versus fast hands and Joe mm-hmm. just didn't look as fast as what I've seen in both his hands and his feet. Yeah, mate, you know, look, you know, I thought the fight was, you know, highly entertaining. I remember actually really enjoyed the fight. It was so much of a result. You know, and, and I thought Joe was, was very, very courageous, you know, against a very 
big, strong opponent. And you've got to remember, you know, Joe Joyce was an Olympic silver medalist, unbeaten in 15 pro fights, 14 by KO. Mm. Um, they actually had a common opponent in Carlos Tatham who gave Joe a, a hard fight in Auckland to beat him on points. And Joe Joyce stopped him in six. So, you know, it was always going to be a challenging fight. And, and, and the, you, you talk about, you know, like uh, the speed. The thing about tactics, I'm talking about tactics, is, you know, everybody has a winning tactic after the fight, you know? Yeah. That, that's a gimme. You know, everyone's going to say, why don't you do this, why don't you do that? Well, you know. Do I think gain and weight was a good thing? Well, you know, they rolled the dice and decided they want to box a little bit and stand and trade with this guy and try to put a wee bit of hurt on him early so they get a bit of respect. You know, and maybe maybe they underestimated his ability to walk punches. You know, it's pretty freakish. You know, and there was chat about, you know, Joe being you know too heavy and, and not in great shape. For me, that, that's just rubbish. You know, it's ridiculous, you know. I mean, you know, he started, he started to fatigue and tire, you know, because of the constant pressure of, of, of Joe Joyce. You know, like most fighters' staff, they, they don't fight three minutes of every round. It just, you know, and Joe in particular likes to relax and breathe and, and have a wee bit of time out, you know, get his distance right. You know, Joyce didn't allow him to do that, mate. The pressure was just constant. And even then, he was, it was a very competitive fight. The pressure just gradually took its toll. Yeah, it did. That big body of Joe Joyce. And I'd imagine, and I mentioned yesterday, it'd be quite demoralising as a boxer, to absolutely connect with a 100% punch, you know, a right cross or a, yep. or, or a left hook and see your opponent does not even flinch. Mentally, that must be demoralising. Oh, 100%. And, that, 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 and that, that causes fatigue and it causes, you know, you know, alarm, uh, you know, and it makes a fighter just react differently. You know, and Joe hit him with some, some very solid punches, really solid punches. And for the guy just to keep coming, and, and like I said, you know, just didn't give Joe time to breathe, and just that constant pressure, you know. And even if they had decided, mate, to, to be 15 to 20 pounds lighter, you know, sure they would have been quicker, and we might have seen, you know, the, the really fast jazz we're expecting, but, mate, they would have to fight on the back foot the whole fight with mm. occasional, you know, like flurry of punches, and, mate, that wouldn't have got the job done. You know, if that scenario had played out, there's no way he would have got a decision on the judges' cards, you know. But, I mean, we know the judges are so flippant corrupt. Mm. You know, we won't even talk about that. That's just a different subject. <laughs> we need a whole hour for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I've been involved in at that top level, and I just know. Yeah, we'll call it subjective. Call it subjective, yes. Yeah. Um, what have you noticed, um, a long association between the Barrys and Joseph Parker, and of course he's now in the Tyson Fury camp with Andy Lee. He's living living up there. Um it was a thing that Joe sought or felt that he needed to do. Um, he still yep. has a really good relationship with the Barry, so there was no bad blood or anything like that. What What are the main changes you've seen in him? Well, you know, well, like, I've I, I, you know, I kept in touch with Joe. He actually was only the day before the fight, and we had a good chat. Um, you know, mate, for me, you know, he's a better fighter. Even though he lost that fight on the weekend, like if he had fought Joshua the way he fought Joe Joyce, you know, it could have been a different fight. Mm. So, you know, like, I'm not going to defend Kevin. He did a fantastic job, but it was time for a change. Mm. You know, he's happier. He's happy where he is. He's expressed himself more, you know, in and out of the ring. You know, like, like KB used to be, you know, he used to control him. You know, he'd do all the talking basically for him. You know, it didn't really allow Joe to grow. So, you know, for me, that, that's the big thing. The guy's growing, you know, even though he had a loss. Mate, if you're gonna if you're gonna lose like the like, you know, your four hundred sword, you know it's a great way to lose. You know, and, and losing the way you did, it, it won't you won't lose fans. You'll gain fans, especially in the UK. So he's still a marketable guy. 
and, and of course he's still under contract, so um, I think he's got two fights to go. So I don't think there's going to be any uh, any talk of retirement anytime soon. Well, what about the day after the fight, and he says he wants to fight Dillian White? I was just yeah. like, what what is that? Is that still the adrenaline? Is that is that is that a wise thing to do? Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, he was really unlucky when he fought Dillian White. You know, we all know that headbutt in the third round, which was ruled a knockdown, you know, changed the whole dynamics of the fight. And up till then, um, you know, he, he, he was uh, he was making light work of it. Mm. Sure, we're only three rounds into it, but um, not for me. He beat Dylan White, and it's still it's a marketable fight. It's an easy sell. Dylan White's coming off a couple of losses. Uh, Joe's coming off a loss. Um, yeah, no, it's a it's a great rebound fight if they can make that. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely love to see that. Having been in and around boxing for a long time, what toll does? I mean, he took punishment, Joseph, and he's he's admitted it. Like, he took some big shots. Um, a, yeah. I think a lesser fighter would have been gone in six, and the fact Joe lasted yeah. till 11 um, yeah. is testament to his his ethic yeah. and, and his his commitment to himself and his countries uh, that he yeah. will go out on a shield. He definitely went out on a shield. But the damage he took uh, first time, well, not knocked Spark out, but given enough disorientation for him to be able to be counted out. How, how long does that take to recover from, and does that uh, weaken him a little bit for future fights? Well, you know, that's a really hard question to answer because everybody's different. Um, I mean, I look at the punishment that Joe Joyce takes and everybody keeps saying he just can't do that, you know. His next fight, you know, someone's going to hit him and he's going to fall over. I don't know, mate. You know, as far as Joe Parker goes... Um, you, you know, it, it, it will take its toll because a fight like that has to take some sort of toll on, on a fighter. Mm. But, uh, um, yeah, look, look, I really can't answer that question. I'll just be giving you my opinion. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I, I think it will take a little bit of a toll, but uh, I do expect Joe to come back and, uh, and he's still got a lot to offer in boxing. And is someone of the ilk of Dillian White the right fight next or would you rather a stepping stone before Dillian or someone of that stature? No, he's at the point of, of his career, and like I said, he's uh, he's two fights uh, to go on a contract. They don't want to fight anybody lesser. They want they want to maximise um, Joe. So Dylan White's got to be the fight. I, I like the fight because he's not a big guy. Mm. You know, he's actually um, you know, about maybe an inch shorter than Joe, same sort of height. So I, I like the fight. You know, Joe, and again, if Joe fights like he did against Joe Joyce, you know, he, he could knock Dylan White out. I, I actually I really like that fight. It's a style thing. You know, Joe Joyce, you know, he's a hell of a fighter. You know, he's big, strong, and, you know, he's made of steel. You know, he's not the quickest fighter, but, mate, he'll give anybody in the top five in the world a massive challenge. Yeah. Um, just before we go, talking to Brian Barry, you've got a gym down there called Round 12 Boxing Gym. What sort of, pe- right. what sort of people walk through your doors and what transformations or, or what are their goals or, or the improvements they make? Sh- share a couple of stories with us. Okay, well, at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm going through, like, um, it's big in the corporate, you know, we're like a corporate gym. I, I do train amateurs, and you know, it's professional, but, you know, I, I run, like, 10-week camps, so it's like a, um, for people that want to tick this off the bucket list, they come and see me, I give them 10 weeks of training, like a fighter, treat them like a fighter, and at the end of the 10 weeks, I match them accordingly, and they have a little a little fight. So, um, you know, and it's really character building for, uh, for these people, and, and, and I really enjoy it, too, you know, changing lives a little bit. Um, yeah, so I, I do that a lot. You know, like we just finished one, and I'm starting one again on Monday, next Monday. So yeah, that's that's where I am at the moment. And the great thing about boxing is boxing training. Like my niece does it. She doesn't want to get in the ring. She doesn't want to have a fight, but she absolutely loves the science. She like she she did. Um, 
kickboxing for about mm-hmm. a year and she's just dropped kickboxing gone straight to boxing and said it's so much more technical so much more mentally demanding and it's done a lot for her mental health as well as her physical health it, it's more from the outside boxing boxing just looks like you're learning how to fight but it's more than that oh totally it's way more than that it's building character you know it's it's you know I get kids coming and I get bullied at school but it's just it's just changing lives a little bit it's, uh, it's it's really hard to um, it, it, it's a magical thing about boxing and, and even a lot of martial arts are the same but boxing in particular you've really got to think about things mm. you know it's it's, it's it's yeah, it's a it's a great journey actually. I recommend it to anybody. Yeah, hey, I just want to have a quick um, shout out to um, even though I haven't spoken to for a while to David Higgins and you know you know Joe Parker wouldn't have been anywhere without David Higgins. You know David Higgins has done a massive job. Yeah, you know he's made Joseph Parker. He's he's he's, he's got him. You know he got him in fights at the right time. He's yeah, he's, he's the guy that, that, that is really behind Joseph Parker. And it's funny, you isn't know? it? Like the boxing world, like David Higgins polarises a lot of Kiwis. There's no hiding from that. But you're right. He got doors yeah. open. Whether you liked yeah. his method or his madness or anything mm-hmm. like that, the door's still yeah. open. Mate, he's half genius and half lunatic. Now. <laughs> I've, seen, I've, I've seen both, both, both David Higgins and they're both very entertaining. Yeah. Believe me, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Hey, Brian Barry, uh, I really appreciate your your chats with us. Um, let's hope we can see Joe. Well, not I'm going to say Joe Parker in the ring sooner rather than later, but as long as it takes, and he'll be back. And uh, as you say, two more fights in the contract, and you never know, he could rock the mm. world again. It was a good thing about boxing; you're only as good as your last fight, so you know you can have another chance. So yeah, watch this space. Who knows? Cheers, Brian. Thanks for chatting. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.